Hey guys, this is Whitney and welcome back to another episode of Spastic Chatter. If this is your first time watching this, Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature those in the Sarah Wallace community and I get together weekly with individuals with CP like myself to have an uncensored chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And for this week, I have Jonathan and he's... He comes all the way from Ireland. Is that what you said? Ireland? I come from the UK. Oh, the UK. Oh, sorry, UK. So another another UK guest. Um, and uh, I found him on Instagram, like I do all of my guests. And he had some awesome videos about him doing CrossFit. So I, um, I wanted to have him on as a guest. And uh, Jonathan, you, do you want to introduce yourself and then we'll get on to the conversation? Yeah, so I'm Johnny. Um, grew up with um, MCP down my left side all my life. Hemiplegia. Always been interested in sport from a child. Um, football, we call in the UK, but soccer. Um, I played wheelchair basketball for nine or ten years, and I've also had a little bit of a stint in um, bodybuilding competitively and in um, powerlifting. Um, but I've just recently got into um, CrossFit, um, which I think is why I'm on this show today. That's awesome. Um, no, actually, we can we can talk about like all your all your uh, athletic athletic journeys, but um, I kind of I kind of like I kind of want to take it the back to to like back to like your childhood because as I mentioned as I mentioned before um before we got on air uh if you Google zero policy. A lot of it, um, a lot of stuff that comes up is that it's related to a childhood disability. So, so um, how would you say growing up with CP impacted your childhood, if 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 at all? Because when people ask me that, I'm like, well, it was just I mean, a, it was just a regular childhood. What are you talking about? So, I mean, just to give some sort of form of um context um so up until i was nine i went to a special school where all students had some sort of condition be it cp spina bifida autism blind deaf you name it um but then i went into more of a mainstream school so the everyday typical school primary school in the uk so that's age four to eleven and then high school um, not easy, but I've spoken to people who've had worse experiences. Um, got through it, wasn't too bad, came out with decent grades, which then obviously helped me in the future. As I went to university, studied accountancy, so really I've came out pretty unscathed. Obviously, you do get people make the odd comment, but it it wasn't really too bad in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's awesome. So 
how how did you um how did you grow how did you get up and how did you get involved into like sports and being like and like athletics and things like that so as a child i mean here in the uk football or soccer is big um nearly every male grown up really as a child gets involved watches it plays it i still had the dreams of every other child of being a professional but um the next david beckham or things like that um potentially unrealistic with my cp but i, I haven't let my cp stop me in my athletic background um even when I've been taught, even in certain Paralympic sports that I've taken part in, I've been taught that my condition doesn't really will hinder me going far. Um, I never see myself as positive as an excuse. I always set benchmarks that able-bodied people are, are, are achieving, whether that's um, strength goals, performance goals, um, I, I I never let my cerebral palsy be an excuse for not achieving those. I always set myself potentially unachievable standards. Maybe some people may argue unrealistic, but for me, that's what keeps me driven, motivated to keep improving and keep achieving. Um, so going back to how I sort of got into the sports that I've mentioned, um, I was I was always as a child striving for something competitive, not just sort of playing in the neighborhood with friends. Like ever since I was a child, I've 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 had a bit of an unhealthy obsession with wanting to win. Um so that led me into taking part in a sport called what was this? The first sport I took part in was called Botcher. Um which I don't know if you're aware of. Yeah, the listeners might be aware of it. I've, 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 I've heard of it. I don't, I don't think it's very co- common here in the in the US. Yeah. I kind of uh, know what it is. So for me, I was, how can I put it? I wasn't, I couldn't get classified to go far because my disability was too mild. It, it's, it's designed for people on the sort of more, severe spectrum um, for uh, um, conditions um, and I was good at it but and it's it's a very slow-paced sport as you can imagine um, and for me that uh, there was little enjoyment um, but then I got into so there was a multi-sports club which was after Boccia each, each sort of week um, and we had to go wheel, wheelchair basketball one day, and then I went along. I started going out to wheelchair basketball sessions. Um, people around me were getting invited to the Great Britain squads, junior camps. Started going to a few competitions, um, and always sort of got told that I wouldn't, I wouldn't go the full way in the sport because of my left side. But that wasn't going to stop me from trying. Um, so throughout my days of university, played competitively, pretty high to a national level. Um, made a few appearances. So 
the way it works in the UK, you've got four tiers. Um, so um, my sort of the teams that I was playing in were more mid-tier, so second and third, but quite often I made eight appearances within the first tier, um, which is against potential international players, ex-international players, sort of more more people on the fringe. Um, but then after university got going into full-time work, I still carried on playing, but my love for wheelchair basketball started to dwindle. Um, and then I got into the gym, I got into lifting, which sort of leads into where I'm at now. Um, I was a personal trainer for a year. Unfortunately, decided to quit my job and go self-employed just before the pandemic. Um, in hindsight, um, that wasn't the best of ideas, but I've always been very, very competitive. That's awesome. I can kind of relate to that. Like, um, like for me, like, like, I've had the opportunity, like, to play, like, in, like, I guess, like, the, the special, like, the, the special leagues or whatever, I guess, like, yeah. in the United States, and I'm, like, and, uh, um, I'm always like I don't I don't want to I don't want to play in those leagues because I want I want some I I I want some like com I want some competition and like no offense to anyone that like plays in those leagues but like for me that that was just not a, that was just not an option because I felt like I felt like I, I felt like it wasn't going like I wouldn't go anywhere in those leagues so why. Why, like, even put myself out there if, yeah. that, if, that, if that makes sense? But um, but have, but one of the questions that I that I thought of while you were talking is, do what kind of a support system do you have? Or have you had like throughout your journey of um of athletics? Like, do you have someone like that you can like lean on for support? Like, whenever. I've always been very independent. Um, so ever since that's probably turned 16, 17, I'd make my own commute to basketball practice and back. Um, for a while, I played for a club which was about 100 miles away. Um, so there's a few of us that would sort of chip in for fuel or when I was at university, I'd sometimes have to make my own way there get the train, it was an hour and a half. Um, but I've always had, how would I put this? I've always had support around me, but people who, not through any fault of their own, but maybe think, maybe thought the standards I was setting were too unrealistic, which yeah. I, can see where they, I can see where they are coming from. Um, because I, I would prioritise sport above. If if probably as a teenager, if I didn't have some form of restraint from others around me, I, I would have prioritised basketball above education. Like, I've always had that. Whatever sport I take part in, I treat it like a professional like it's a job, like nothing else comes before it. Um, 
But now, I mean, now I've got a wife, a child on the way, very supportive. I've, I've had to, over the last few years, which, over the last few years, I've had to um, prioritise other things more, um, which, which, going on the main subject of the show, has led to why I start, I started CrossFit, because the bodybuilding, the powerlifting are very time-consuming, um, lifestyle-consuming, cons- a lot of restraint, um, which isn't always ideal to balance within like others in my life. Um, it, it's, it then means they have to make too many sacrifices. So I started to relax a bit more, just not really having a set goal, a set plan, just working out just to stay healthy. And that was how I sort of got more into CrossFit. Um, just sort of stumbled across it, started doing a little bit more CrossFit style workouts, and then all and then I get competitive again. Um, so I'm doing a competition in February for those who aren't aware. It's called the CrossFit Open. Mm-hmm. Um, every year, which adaptive athletes have only been in for the last two years now. Um, but again, I'm 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 trying to. I'm trying not to look too too far ahead, but I'd be lying if I said my goal isn't to make the CrossFit Games. Um, at my age now, I'm 29. Typically, due to the level of fitness that you need, it, not many people go in it past 35 um, because it, it, it's such an athletic demand. Um, yeah. it's, you sort of hit your peak, 31, 32. But adaptive CrossFit is a very, very new sport. Um, so who knows when that will happen. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that um, you got like a, like, a healthy, like a healthy lifestyle. How has CrossFit and being, like, um, being more athletic, how has that impacted your cerebrality? Like has, how, has there been like any benefits, any the main reason why I came away from also more bodybuilding style training as well is because obviously my left my cerebral palsy hemiplegia is my left side um I was not seeing too many improvements with my left side and right side sort of symmetry let's say um so that led me it kind of i suppose it could say give up but crossfit there's a lot of more ability work which i've neglected over the years um trying to get mobile trying to even things like picking things up off the floor it crossfit is very very functional it can transfer into day-to-day life. People don't realise, like, yes, to squat full depth and um, down the floor is great, but it, it's also transferable into other day-to-day things in life, um, which massively helps CP. 
I'm finding that more functional. I feel, I feel fitter. I've, I've always felt fit through the training that I do, but I've all, I've always felt strong. But if you ask me to walk a mile, I may get out of breath, go back, but that's getting easier and easier and more functional. Like I keep saying, um, and it's just for general health as well. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So at the at the towards the end of every episode, I, I always ask my guests if they have any advice for others that are in similar situations. So, do you have any advice for someone that is wants to wants to get into CrossFit or wants to get health and want a healthy lifestyle or into yeah. sports? So, firstly, I, I mean, I found a Facebook group, Adaptive CrossFitters, um, join the group. There's plenty, there's hundreds of members writing ask for advice. Um, obviously, CrossFit is a, a franchise, so in most cities, there's a CrossFit gym. Um, Logan Aldridge, Adaptive Training. Um, is doing great work with helping gyms to be more knowledgeable on how to adapt workouts for adaptive athletes. So nine times out of ten, your gym should be able to to scale a workout to your level. That's a great thing about CrossFit. You all go to a workout, but everyone can scale it to, to their level. Um, if you haven't got a CrossFit gym available to you, there is online programming. Have a look on um, Google um, I work with a great coach who programs me out with him online, he gives me a program and we work together and communicate each week That's awesome um, So Jonathan, where can people find you on social media? So my Instagram handle is the main thing I use um, I'm not as active as I used to be on social media, now I've came out of the fitness industry professionally but i am still all there for advice on nutrition fitness as well and um, i am tempted to sort of go back it back in back into that field at some point but my instagram handle is wobbly underscore crossfitter cool i will link all that in the description so people can check you out and thank you uh jonathan for being a guest on spastic chatter i really enjoyed talking with you and if you're watching this and you want to be a guest, um, just comment wherever you see this video. And I'd love to have you. And check back next week for another episode of Spastic Chatter.